I'm so done. He said, led by those that want to tell you anything else. And had the people who wanted to coddle them and hug a thug, anything else. And had the people who wanted to coddle them and hug a thug, anything else. And had the people who wanted to coddle them and hug a thug, cared enough to give them the services that they needed to get their attention, we wouldn't have been here where they were looking for somebody to kill. Dumplings, mm. all right, let me go ahead and play this for you. Everyone knows we're doing Facebook Live, and, and that's important. And the reason it's important today is because the news stations and the television are going to blur out the faces of these folks that are under 18 years of age because they don't want to hurt the little darlings years of age because they don't want to hurt the little darling 18 years of age because they don't want to hurt the little darlings who are, by the way, shooting at the cops, shooting at the neighbors, stealing stuff. So they've got this silly policy where they won't run this stuff. So for all of you who watch the edited news, go back to our Facebook and see the real news, okay? I am not happy with that, if you can't tell. I read the morning paper after a guy tries to kill a police officer and they fuzz out his face because he's only 13 years old with a gun shooting at the cops after he shoots at somebody in the neighborhood. So here you go, get ready, editors at your television stations for editing this stuff out. Editors at your television stations for editing this stuff out. And I'll probably mention it again that I'm not happy with your editorial decision. Shame on you. You're hiding criminals who are shooting at neighbors, who are shooting in neighborhoods, who are shooting at innocent people because you don't want to show their face. And they're felons. They're dangerous felons. So here's what they were doing. So I can give a little color behind your edit. They were riding around in Julian's vehicle. Julian is 19. Wesley, the, that shot the police officer, is 13. And Leonard is 14. Now, when we mm. talked to you last night, Wesley was in custody. We had just arrested, the police had arrested Julian in the vicinity of the scene where he ran. Leonard ran and got all the way home to West Lakeland before we arrested him later in the evening. He was 14. Now, here's the test for those of you who wonder, okay, if there's three people in the car, how many guns are there? Well, we found two. So who had the guns? The 13-year-old that shot the police officer, the 14-year-old Leonard Spate had one underneath the seat. And that, I mean, criminal pathology, you don't, you give the guns to the minors because they'll get a quote-unquote lesser charge because they're the darlings. And here's what we know, the details we didn't release. So Officer Smith is on another call. And he's on this other call, and out comes a dangerous shooting in the 1600 block of Kettles near the Simpson Park. 
So he hears the gunshots, and he rushes up, mm. and you saw the video clip, where Dalmas is now getting into the left rear seat of the car. And the car speeds off. There's a short pursuit. They all three abandon the car to run from the cops. Leonard leaves his gun underneath the right front passenger seat where he's riding. Wesley Dalmas takes his gun with him and ultimately shoots the police officer. And Julie, uh, Jermaine Julian, who's driving his mama's car, leaves it to ride off. Y'all, I'm still at the time I'm recording this because I did commentary on this. And then I am so committed to making sure that the, I've talked about how there's pivotal moments and things where I know it was at that moment she knew she had to upload or share it. And this is my second attempt. And I, if I do upload the commentary afterwards, I hadn't even gotten this far into the, into this police report conference, press conference, but y'all, you can even, uh, I'm fighting back some, some things because where does Leonard run home to his mom? Whose car is Jermaine driving? His mom's, right? And I'm not in any way sh- doing that to shame the mom who stays. Um, if anything, the father that abandoned them absolutely contributed to this. But these are all problems that we need to talk, to, talk about. And I feel like um, I will go ahead and upload the commentary. But I feel like I want to do a part two on it because... It's one of the first things I saw this morning, but I feel that there's a little bit more substance I can add to it. So at this point, I'm in no man's land. I haven't heard the rest this far out of the commentary stuff. So I'll just kind of play until I, you know, but I have to listen to it anyway. So you're just welcome to listen along to some of the things. But I think that's what made me want to stop, too, is, you know, he the, the, the and those minors are you know, like I said, running to their, to their mom's house, running, driving their mom's car. And what's the tragedy behind this too, is that you would think, you know, and, and and I have to say this, I'm thinking as a woman, right? And once you start to understand how testosterone works, how their how the male's brain is different, I don't know that they'll ever be able to reach the same thought process as me, but it's one of those things where it's kind of like you would think that they all grew up without a father in the home. Could be wrong. I mean, one of them's a junior, right? Whoever the, the original father is, the first, probably thinks that's his legacy because he gave the, the, the son the junior name, whatever. Um, but you would think that the 19-year-old would say, well... I've been living, you know, I wish I had a father in the home. I have this 13 and 14 year old that are looking up to me as an adult. And let me try to do the right thing. Let me try to do right by them. And here he is influencing them. These, you know, 13 and 14 year old look up to this bandit just because he can drive. And, 
you know, life of crime. And, and so it's just a perpetual cycle. Like one of my biggest aggravations, and if you've been with me for a while, you've heard it's kind of like, I disdain it. I abhor adults who entangle young people into a life of criminality, you know, for the same things that I said earlier. If they know that we're going to go, quote unquote, easier on the minors um, because they're minors. So the 19 year old isn't the one that has a gun under his, um, you know, in his possession. It's the two younger ones because they'll get a, they're supposed to get a lesser charge. And I, you know, we can dance and tiptoe around it and whatever, but I'd rather we just get out in front of it and address the issue and the problems leading up to this under how they were brought into this world, what the thought process was, how how many times are we going to continue to perpetuate this type of like giving birth to this type of this stuff and and expecting different outcomes and like I said community plays a big role and I've said it before too if they if they didn't have it in their community it's on TV it's in the music and I used to be one of those people like oh that's so dumb why would you say that music is influencing people. I grew up in the suburbs and I listened to Tupac growing up. You know, it's my Kamala line. And and I never wanted to go out here and toe tag people. But, you know, I think it just processes differently in in the male species mind. And they glorify it. Do we have Bonetas and Bumquisha Eddas that gravitate to that lifestyle yeah yeah but but, and so but so let's address it but this is you know trying to sugarcoat this is not the answer at all by itself sideswiping some poor innocent person probably trying to come home from work so the shooting occurs and it's much like the chief gave you the rendition last night our follow-up is that Wesley Domus intentionally tried to murder a Lakeland police officer. But that was only after they were out cruising. You know what they were doing? Mm. They were smoking marijuana. You know that low-level, nonviolent drug? Let me say that again, because that you see that causes the media to cringe every time <laughs> I say it. They were all riding around smoking that low-level, nonviolent drug that they call it, marijuana. Hmm. Well, why were they doing that? Because they were looking for an op. You know what an op is? Opposition. You see, here's what we know. We know that Wesley is an associate gang member. See, he's associates of gang members. Jermaine has been determined to be a gang member at 19. Leonard, at only 14, is determined to be a gang member. So they're smoking dope, riding in the car, looking for an op. What's an op? An opportunity to shoot the opposition. Mm, mm, mm. And I... Yeah, I... This is... Listen... And it's crazy when you start to think about, I'm going to give you, like I said, like my raw reaction to it, because I remember 
the first time I was in my bachelor's um in my bachelor's degree program and I still remember my professor he showed us this Chinese symbol and the symbol was for the word crisis and the way that he unfolded now this is in a marketing class okay marketing class um and as he started to poetically unfold how as marketers you know in the marketing sector in the business sector how we look at life through a different lens and when the rest of the world sees a crisis we look at it as an opportunity and it's really wild that this is coming to me now because if you i'm gonna go ahead and upload i'm gonna attach what my commentary was and so even though i had just woken up and i do apologize sometimes uh, i i'm a little foggy headed waking up in the morning i there's certain supplements i take to kind of get some clarity and tighten it up a little bit but even then you hear me talking about how we can convert these things to opportunities and how we can leverage it and how we can overcome and I don't know was I born that way or was that nurtured but you know it's interesting how you can have the opportunity to make decisions and Take something that's supposed to be a challenge and choose to go down a path of improving yourself, your life, your outcome. You know, and it's kind of weird, too, because I, I, you know, I talk a lot about one of the my treacherous exes, but I held him in high regard up until the point that he showed, like, you know, the, the cheating side of things. But you know what he was doing when he was their age? He had already started so many like little um little business enterprises in his in his neighborhood, right? And even when you listen to the older, older generation, 13, 14, 19, you hear about how they started newspaper runs and then they could hire all these other people to help them do newspaper runs and do like lawn mowing services or car auto detailing stuff or shining shoes like I'm going way 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 back right and it's like you have the opportunity to make money together to um be a, of help to the community and see the reward of getting that payback but it's like now you're taking a whole resource of a car now mind you he's 19 I talked about how even growing up in the suburbs my parents you got a little frustrated with me my mom in particular my dad was at work and um, we had just gotten back from Costa Rica for for a year. I did my first year of college or university out in Central America, and then at graduate level, bachelor's degree levels. And my mom was frustrated with us, and my my mom's cousin told her, "If I were you, I would kick him out of the house." And so my mom was just like, basically, like, "Get out of my house." 
And we're like, well, how are we going to get to the college to register for classes? Because there was a limited amount of time. You've already heard the story. And so we had to go find a bus stop. And like the closest one was maybe like about a quarter mile, quarter mile. It might have been, yeah, closer to like three fourths, a quarter of a mile away. Had to find it, had to ask the bus driver how to freaking get to the local community college. And we got there, we registered got our books and everything and here he is this 19 year old has a whole freaking entire car access to a car and this is how he's using his opportunity you know at that point he could be working and getting a job and it really does feel good um i started working when i was age of 14 because when you're um like the school i was in they want you to start to develop like work ethic and stuff like that so i um, got a job my freshman year and it was just like, if I say like two hours a day, it might've been even less. It might've been two hours a week. For sure. I know I used to work on Fridays. Um, but yeah, so it's like he, you're afforded this whole, and, and I said to say, it feels good to make your own money, to make your own income. And I just don't, I don't know. I have a hard time kind of understanding, but let's see how, because this is going to be long because I think my commentary was 30 minutes and then this is 15 minutes. So, and this press conference is 26 minutes and I'm at the, the eight minute mark. So let's see how far before I just, I'm going to listen to the press conference anyways, but um, yeah, let's just see what else he has to say. So. Obviously they found them because that's, they shot in the direction of someone. Did that someone report to the police? We have no idea who they were shooting at, whose vehicle, who, whose house, what person they were shooting at, because no one reported it to us. But alas, they won't report it because they normally don't because their thought is, I know who the opposing gang member is, and I'll go back and shoot at them later. So they they setting it up to get the mama's car shot up. Listen, I'm telling you... And y'all know how I am about my cars. You're you're going to get my car shot up? What in the whole entire hell? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. And 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 this is you know I I even had to catch myself now too because I'm talking as a single, childless person, but. Put yourself in a situation where my you're gonna jeopardize your life and then two other people too. Two other young people? Oh my God. I just... Now, you know what I will say about this one? If Because I I do remember hearing a little teeny tiny... Like if I say maybe 10 seconds or overheard... um, This is the second press conference. This conference is actually to do an update on the officer that was shot. So he's leading up to what happened to the officer getting shot. And I think he's going to start... Well, it does say he's going to... Um, do a conference on an officer shot by the team, right? But in the con- press conference before this, he was saying that the tragedy is that the parents, their their parents would give the shirts off their backs to um and do anything for these children, and so you can kind of see that with with th- this one getting a a nineteen year old just driving out and about with a car. Um, 
type of a thing. And it's like, and he said, you know what I'd like to do with that shirt off their back? He's like, I can't tell you on TV right now. It's like, oh my God. But yeah, y'all, I, 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 when I tell you every morning I wake up and I'm thankful that I did not have children, it is a huge responsibility. And I feel like, um, if we have more conversations with the younger children, because I remember like we used to take, we had to take home ec and there's conversations like that proverbial fifth grade conversation about what happens when you're on, you start your period and how you can get pregnant and stuff like that. But how do we have conversations about like these three boys on your thumbnail? Like, yeah, that's what you're going to give birth to. <laughs> and so you have to go through the whole thought process of like, not my son, you know, not me. I'm going to have a child out of love. And this is, this is not, I feel like if you had shown me this when I, especially for my personality, because I feel like part of it is some people, they just think different and choose different. And I think I'm kind of leaning towards the, it's just nature. Um, and then when you have nature, you're going to gravitate to things that nurture the way that you think. As I'm, this is me trying to formulate my thesis of what I really think. And this will be a, probably a lifelong process. But um, I feel like if you had shown me this in the fifth grade and been like, would you, what would you do if your son was out in these streets shooting at people driving your car? I'd have been like clutch my little pearls, my non-existent pearls, because I wasn't allowed to wear jewelry. My ears are not pierced because um, of religion, whatever, what have you. Whatever. So um, I would have cl clutched my imaginary pearls and been like, oh, my God, I'm like trying to, you know, I can't wait to get my first car and he's going to shoot up my car and like how did they even have this child? And it's like, well, they probably fell in love with some boy out of high school. And now I'm looking at my peers like, oh, hell no. Like, you know, that would have done it for me. I think like if I had had this conversation, I wouldn't even be looking at boys the way that I did growing up. It's kind of like this idea of the outcome. Like even when you hear me talk about um, what a love child meant to me, Again, where my Venus, and I've never shared my Venus placement on here. Not ever. Never will. <laughs> I feel like it's a vulnerability. But, and it's funny because that's my personality too. Like, if I'm sharing everything else with you, and, and you're like, oh my God, that's a lot of information. That I don't know. It's what I'm not telling you. <laughs> so, but it puts me in a, in a position where it's kind of like I tend to go towards the... You know, fairy tale side of things where I I would want a love child, but nah, yeah. If you had shown me this like at when I'm thirteen or fifth grade, yeah, no, it's a wrap. Done, dada, ain't no way. I just, mm -mm. and especially if if you're around that age group where you see them doing this kind of stuff. And you're having those conversations where you are looking at them like, yeah, I can see what their parents did. Like they chose, made these decisions and gave birth. And it's a real possibility, possibility. I don't know. 
let me see if I can get like a couple more minutes out of this. But this is going to be a long ass podcast. And sometimes I do worry if I should chop it up. When y'all, when y'all finally get comfortable enough to leave little comments under the um, anchor stuff and give me feedback. But be, I do do um, chopped up bits and pieces. But I don't really want to do like part one, part two, part three. So it ends up getting lumped together. But anyways. Newsflash. You won't get a chance to shoot at these folks because we got them locked up. <laughs> so now we know that as the chief reported, the shooting, they, he turned and shot. He fled on foot again from the police officer. Subsequent to that, he ran around the corner of the next building and hid behind a bush. And Wesley then, when the police officer, Officer Smith, noticed that nobody's here, he looked back and behind him, he sees Wesley, still firearm in hand, jumps up and tries to get away again, and that's when there's another engagement and Wesley shot. We know this morning that Wesley is shot in the leg and he shot in the left thigh and the stomach. We know that he was carrying a Taurus nine millimeter semi-automatic. We know that when he spun to shoot at the law enforcement, at Officer Smith, at the Lakeland police officer, he shot at him three times. We also know that the other the firearm was a Taurus nine mm. millimeter as well. But you know what's interesting about this? Now I'm going to make another group of people not happy, but you should understand that when you leave your firearms in your vehicles mm. at night, mm. This is the thieves that mm-hmm. are stealing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's mm-hmm. how they got these guns. So far, we've mm-hmm. not been able to find the where these two Tauruses mm-hmm. were stolen from. They're not in the computers, which means mm-hmm. somebody's not keeping their serial numbers. Mm-hmm. Do you know that all three of these people were on active probation? Mm-hmm. All three of them. What were they on? Yeah, repeat offenders, y'all. We listen. We need to tighten up ship, like for real. Probation for? Well, Leonard was with Wesley the night that they broke into or attempted to break into a car, and it turns out we told you the victim saw them breaking into the car. It was a neighbor, mm. and sheriff's deputies arrested them. We also. The neighbors, y'all, this is, and I kind of, in my sleep, you know, awakening state, it's like, this is who you're doing this to, like your neighbors, your moms, your family, your community, like, come on, this is not okay. Reported last night that the gun that they had, they stole in that conveyance burglary, nay, nay. We've since learned that Wesley brought that gun with him.
to flip handles and break into the car. So I want you to think about this, ladies and gentlemen. The person breaking into your car, seeking your wallet, your cards, your cash, mm, your guns, mm, mm. this guy, even though his chronological age is 13, mm -hmm. he's a hardened criminal who will shoot you mm -hmm. because if you'll shoot the cops, mm -hmm. you'll shoot anybody. Mm -hmm. And he was that night arrested with Leonard, who was 14. One of the conditions of both of their probations, among many conditions, was they're not supposed to be together. Mm. Let me think. Mm. Were they together yesterday? Yes. <clears throat> Jermaine was, has a more illustrious criminal history. Of course, he's older. And that he's been arrested for attempted burglary and loitering and prowling and violations of probation. They've all... Yeah, and loitering and prowling... What you think that was? That's probably an offense against a woman. Okay. Just saying. Had violations of probation because they don't pay attention. He's had six arrests in the past. Mm. Four VOP felonies and two straight up felony criminal charges. And these others were arrested that night and several violations since then okay so he's pivoting i'm gonna i'm gonna end it here because at this point i think this podcast is gonna be like an hour long so y'all the next part you're gonna hear i uh, <laughs> you can probably hear the difference between this um podcast and the second segment i was just waking up i slept in i slept in until about like maybe eight and um i don't know this just popped up on my stuff and Actually, I think when I'm done with this one, I will just check and see if I find more news reports from Sheriff Grady Judd. Um, I like the way he talks, like his style and presentation and stuff. I'm probably, who knows, I, I might come back on here and share other stories too. But I don't know, it's a lot to think about. I don't know. And, it, and so even as I'm thinking about it, it's kind of like, excuse me, I talk a lot about how I have a 16 and a half year old niece and... She has her head on her shoulders, but, like, how do you have conversations about, like, the possibility of you giving birth to a whole hoodlum and type of a thing, and <clears throat> maybe you might want to just hold off on that. And and that's kind of, like, my current, my theme the whole way through. I talked a little bit about with the Jimmy Allen situation. Now, it is not a black woman, but I feel like even if we can use that story for our own daughters, it's like... She was a nurse. She was going to school to be a nurse. And I feel like she could have lived a nice, quiet life. And But it comes down to her wanting the prestige and the wealth that comes with being married to a country singer. But I don't think it was worth it. Because they still ended up getting divorced in three years. A lot of cheating in there. And because he's not making the best decisions in life then that money is still jeopardized anyway. So she's still going to have to end up get, going back to work sooner than later as a nurse. And it's like, all of this could have just been avoided if she just, you know, got the bag for herself and kind of just minimize how many, you know, how much risk you're putting yourself. Because I do feel like children are a risk. Um, it's a hit or miss chance and you can do like so many people and pour into them and and it's there's nothing that will really let you know 
you know, because remember, uh, in the pod, in the one that you're going to hear next, I talk about how Ariana Preston's mom poured into her and these boys, moms, you know, or parents said that they would give the shirts off their back for them, but the outcomes are completely different. So how do you know what the outcome is going to be? All right. I'm going to let you guys go until the next one. Bye. Good morning, Divine Dolls. All right. So, um, I already took a picture of what I want to use for the thumbnail and, um, I might circle back and do a soundbite. Um, this is Sheriff Grady Judd. Um, he does not mince any words. He's very straightforward. Um, I find him to be practical. And right before he put this picture up, he basically called these three um, boys America's little darlings, right? And remember yesterday or last night when I was doing a recording and I was just talking a little bit about all the news of what all is going on and sometimes it's easy to conflate who shot who and why and whatever but I I the part of the reason I remembered that specific case was because the officer responded to these to these <laughs> darlings out there they were shooting in the neighborhood and the officer responded, they jump in their car, they try to flee the scene, and one of them turns around and tries to shoot him. He was, looks like he was trying to shoot point blank at his, either like his chest, but I guess because of the the gun, you know, if he's over discharged one, it, it ended up shooting him in the foot, and he had to make the executive decision to kind of figure out, okay, am I going to let this guy, you know... Cause, Cause, they had stopped in front of a um, apartment complex, and um, he's like, "Am I gonna jeopardize everyone else who's in this apartment complex, or am I gonna try to contain him?" And so, even through the pain, I think part of it is just adrenaline. This is what they're trying to do. He was able to, from what I understand, I'm still listening to the police report because I'm at four minute and thirty seven second mark. But y'all, I just want us to kind of think about this a little bit too. I've talked a little bit about how I I don't really, there's so many things I've, you know, feel like I've been gotten, (laughs) I just woke up (laughs) y'all, enlightened on, but I feel like, you know, for as much as we, uh, I'm not going to go so far as to say that all cases of the police are just pristine and clean where they're not, you know, out here punching like pregnant women. But in this case, I mean, where is the person that these people were shooting at to say thank you for responding and for coming out and for all the people that were residents of that apartment complex that this guy took a bullet trying to make sure that they weren't, you know, put into further harm or danger. I, you know, um, there's another thing I wanted to kind of talk about. It, uh, it kind of slipped my mind a little bit. Let me, let me go back and see if I can find this, this soundbite. Cause I don't really want to come back and have to go through the whole it's a 26 minute um video oh there's something else I wanted to say 
All right, let me play it real quick, and then I'll come back. ...on Facebook Live, and, and that's important. And the reason it's important today is because the news stations and the television are going to blur out the faces of these folks that are under 18 years of age because they don't want to hurt the little darlings who are, by the way, shooting at the cops, shooting at the neighbors, stealing stuff. So they've got this silly policy where they won't run this stuff. So I, I feel like our community has so many um, things that we have to address. Um, but, you know, one of the things and part of the reason I chose to take a picture of that thumbnail, because for those of you who've been with me, there are pivotal moments when I'm like, oh, it was at this moment she knew <laughs> she was going to post this or she was going to take a thumbnail this or this and the third. And right after he says this, do you hear the birds? They've been at war, y'all in the backyard it is wild <laughs> but um but <laughs> distracted me a little bit what I was gonna say is um there have been a lot of conversations about the responsibility that comes with you know, having children and, you know, these, these were little boys at some point, these were babies at some point and they do grow up, you know, and I think that I, I, I sometimes I'm in a space right now where I just allow myself to just be so curious and about the thought process that people go through to decide to have children and those of you who've been with me for a while you know I talk about how when I was in my it's supposed to be like a PhD or doctorate program um, and I did one year before I decided to, to drop out because it even though it was administration and leadership, it wasn't really aligned with where I was trying to go in life. And, 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 but I really, I enjoyed that the most out of all the stuff I went to school for. And in that, um, you're required to take, um, psychology classes and one of the last papers that I had to do for my final, the teacher wanted us to write a paper about human behavior. And did we think that human behavior is caused by nature or by nurture? And it's something that I struggled with that paper. And my personality, I can't it's hard for me to waffle in the sense of like, I'm either going to come out and say it's nature or it's nurture. And I may stay 10 toes down until I get more information and then change my mind. But that is one of the ones where I was just straight down the middle, like how much of it is nature and how much of it is nurture. And, you know,
I don't know to what degree do we keep. And it's weird because it's it's almost like this difference between we, the collective, and me, myself, and I. And what I, I knew I wanted for if I were to have a family, what it would look like. And I I wanted the healthiest version. And um, I don't understand. But like I said, and I've said this before too, and I'll kind of continue to reiterate it. Sometimes I feel like I think there's going to be two things that are going to be completely obsolete by the end of the age of Aquarius. And that is, you know, marriage and us pushing for fathers to be in the home because I've talked about how like my dad didn't grow up with any his his dad passed away when he was two. Yet still he went on to complete his edu- <laughs> complete his education, get married, and stay married and take care of his kids and put them through Christian like Christian school, whatever, what have you, right? And yet still you have people that have an opportunity to grow up in a two-parent home and throw that all away, you know? Um, I've talked about how... I remember there was this one girl, um, she had come on Kendra G show and she did everything, her mom did everything the way I would have wanted for my daughter. It's kind of like you kind of hope that you'll have a relationship with the father you know type of a thing but I think even with the turning of tides and information you start to realize that the odds of having a father in the home are very slim to none and but the mom was very was on the wealthier side and was able to provide everything her daughter needed and the daughter was very smart she was in um I know I talked about this if you've been with me for a while um and it was heartbreaking because the girl was about to graduate from grad school, okay? Um, she, I want to say, like, kind of like neuroscientist, so freaking super smart, young, beautiful, wealthy, and Kendra was all in her business. Like, well, how do you afford that house? Because it was, a, it was, a, it looked like a pretty nice house. She said, my mom pays for it and stuff, so she doesn't have to worry about any expenses or anything. And But here's the thing. She had two children, and um, it's like, how could you have everything and still... And I kind of get it. I, at this point, I'm going to probably just sound so judgmental. It is what it is. Like I said, this is... I think part of my life's path, I just come down to here and think about, you know, how people end up in certain situations because I imagine she probably felt like, oh, well, I need to look for love because my dad wasn't here. But that's because a lot of us are pushing this agenda that we need a father in the home. But anyways, with that comes this idea of like wanting to look for love because I, I think what I'm trying to say is like, when I see those three children that he's holding up on the screen, you have to wonder like out of, they were produced out of what outcome, you know? And I don't think that the people that produced him, the mom was probably looking for love, felt like she had been abandoned and 
procreate something that she cannot um, manage. And, you know, even within the last, so at this point, within the last four to five days, there have been so many cases about these types of guys, like, out m- murdering people, like, just shooting into crowds, escaping from prisons, like, every day it's a new story. And... I don't know. I don't know why people think that they're going to get a different outcome. You know. um, And what I was going to say is, you know, you start to realize that there's a reason to a certain degree where the parents start to feel like, you know what, I'd rather they're out on the street. At least they're not in the house breaking my stuff out up. But... um, But this, again, is not, I don't think, should... I think people really do make their decisions way sooner than a lot of us realize. And I think sometimes, I'm not going to say we blame it on certain things, but if we peeled back the layers, we would see that. Because you have some people that come out of these like really rough neighborhoods and they still choose to thrive. Like I've talked about like with the situation with uh, Ariana Preston. She was an officer for three years, had just completed her law degree and was supposed to graduate um and her thing was she wanted to serve the community that's you know some people try to live a nice lifestyle doing something that they love to get out of the home get out of their neighborhood but her dedication was this is my house and I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna protect and I'm gonna serve and I'm gonna represent my community and it's like Grew up in the same neighborhood. I mean, you know, came home from work. And these hoodlums popped up on her and and took her life with no regard. Same neighborhood, same area code. If anything, she had more things stacked against her in terms of, you know, the double, the gender and the, the race thing. And still, and it sounds like she grew up in a single parent home um her mom went on a news conference and talked about how she poured into her daughters right so again there's that conscientious decision probably had the child out of love wanted to have a long-term relationship with the father doesn't happen nonetheless the mom continues to do everything she can to make sure that her daughter you know has the best in life and she says she poured into both of her daughters right I think as a mother should, and um, and fathers too. But I, to me, at this point, there's such a unknown variable, such an erratic variable, um, and same neighborhood. And if anything, some people have the odds st- stacked worse against them, right? Um, but. these birds. All right, y'all. So let me get back to the rest of this podcast. I I just wanted to share that. I don't know. I think we have a lot of conversation, a lot of things to talk about. Um, And, you know, one of the things my mom, she was telling me like, it's not fair because even in in Central America, um, Costa Rica, they watch the news. So my dad will watch the, the news and then my mom will watch the news that's like their favorite thing to do. They'll just sit there and watch it. Of course, they're a little bit more bored here. I think they, they're a little bit more active when they're 
back in Costa Rica. But um, although my dad's more kind of like a homebody, just like me, so my mom is the active one. But um, she was like, yeah, in the news, they only show the, the bad news from the black parts of town. And then, but they don't show that the white people are doing bad stuff too. And I was like, mom, I would much rather that if we know we have a problem, we can at least address the problem. Because in the, I guess over there in the white community, they're not addressing their problems. So they're going to stay in that darkness. But at least we have the opportunity to be like, you know what? This is a problem. I've talked about this before, like, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because if you can push through all the dark noise, you start to realize that we're being pushed to go because of we have to go into certain depths. It's going to allow us to go to certain heights that other people and communities have never had the chance to experience because if we were to say, you know what? Yeah, it sucks that the people in power um, are highlighting the mess that's going on in our community. Yeah, that sucks. You know, when you know that their house, you know, their shit stinks too. But if you can, and it, it's kind of interesting too, because on the health side, I know this kind of gross, but like from the Virgo health and wealth side, there's a, like you can study your, I think is it like biomes or biomes? I think the company is called Biome and the study of it is called Biome, but they can take your feces and analyze it and you send it, send it in every six months because your gut health is changing and they will tell you like, okay, you need these type of nutrients and and it is related to um seasonal too. Like if, if you really dig into health, Healthy eating, you're taught to eat seasonally and for the region that you were in or that you were born in. Um, and so, you know, using that whole analogy of like everybody's shit stinks, but some people walk like theirs doesn't. And so it's like, here they are, they're zooming in on your poop, you know, and what's going on in your community and stuff. And so we can do one of two things. We can be embarrassed about it. We can try to conceal it. We can try to use Febreze to to get the smell away or we can get in there and be like listen this is what's happening let's course correct these things let's move a little differently so that the outcome is better let's reassess this in six months and see where we're going and they're not even you know in their toilets figuring out what's going on and they'll never get the opportunity to really ascend and, and get out of the funk so that those are just my thoughts on it it try to, you know, make some lemon out of lemonade. All right, I got to go. I'll talk to y'all later.